Stay tuned later in the show for a word from our sponsor for episode 195, AMC's Shudder, the home for all the best in horror, psychological, and thriller movies and TV shows. Thanks to AMC Shudder for sponsoring episode 185. And now, on to the show. Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your host, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Alrighty then. Welcome into the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 195. I'm your host, Tyler, saying thank you so much for joining us. And as always, I'm joined by our two co-hosts. Let's start with Steven. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. Um I uh, I had to shake off a little like, you know, embarrassment because uh <laughs> I got I got hurt in a pretty stupid manner um, the other day. And it, not hurt, but, like, cut. Um, and, it, like, so I was, yeah, I wear basketball shorts to work because I work outside, right? And I had my wallet and my keys in my pocket. And I, I guess my keys got on the inside of my wallet, like, towards my, like, the leg itself. So the wallet was on the outside. And I was running, and the wallet, like, bounced against the keys and, like, pushed it into my leg. So I, like, I'm like, well, that kind of hurt. And then I, like go to the restroom and I see that I have, you know, the little key marks sitting there and I'm bleeding. So I have to, you know, wipe it off with the, the alcohol pad and then put a bandaid on it. And I'm like, Ugh, what is that? I, that's gotta be the dumbest way that I've ever been hurt. Uh, my dad has a story that beats that, but we'll save that for another time. Uh, but I love, you know, telling him, I remind him like once a year about it. Cause it's just insane. But uh, video game wise, I've been playing a lot. Uh, Tyler, we played a bit of Madden. You whooped my ass a little bit, um, at least in the first two games. I think I did yeah. in the third, but yeah, you know, by that point it didn't count. Um, <laughs> that was fun, I guess. Uh, no, but mostly I've been playing The Witcher Three, having a having a blast doing that. Um, I bought uh, Tokyo game. Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore. Um, today with all the intent of playing it and then i played four hours of the witcher 3 so i was like okay but that's basically been my week all witcher all the time um and it's been fun graham uh graham how are you how have you been uh i've been good thank you um first a shout out to people that are in newfoundland where my parents are uh they are getting pummeled by a snowstorm as we speak some places are getting up to 75 centimeters of snow what is that in in freedom units uh that's almost three feet oh okay so wow that's conservatively more than we're getting here and we have a winter storm warning here so yeah Yeah, me too so yeah apparently you can see it from space like that's how big the snowstorm is so i but i'm not there i'm uh in ontario where we are getting some snow i don't know to what extent but nowhere to that extent and yeah um so one of my new year's resolutions was to play my nintendo switch more so, I got into it uh, a couple days ago, and I was playing the original Super Mario Brothers, because uh, I got the NES controllers comes with the Switch, because if you have Switch Online, you can um, you can order one per household, uh, like set of two. So, I, I definitely recommend, if you're going like, to play the Nintendo Online, the Nintendo games specifically... The controller's perfect for it. Like, it's the same size as the original NES. It's got the same buttons. There's no, like, stick or confusion. If you grew up with an NES with that controller, then you know exactly what you're doing. 
But yeah, you notice how much of a difference your hand-eye coordination is. Like, when you're a kid, when I played that, I used to run and jump through and land the enemies and get through levels so fast. Well, I tried, and the first enemy <laughs> killed me, because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be all cocky and run and jump on him. Jump right in front of him, died. But, you know, you I made up for that, and I, I got through all the warp zones, and... Uh... So Mario? Yeah, Mario, the okay. first one. Yeah, because... And... Yep, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, that that reminds me, like, I never had an NES as a kid, but when I got the NES Classic, because it was in stock at GameStop one time, um, and I tried, like, booting it up, thinking, like, I'm pretty good at video games now, and, like, <laughs> I couldn't even make it out of the first world. Yeah. First, like, level of the first world. I'm like, man, this is hard. Yeah, well, <laughs> and you gotta jump on that one no single joke. block above a hole, you're like, oh, I can do this, yeah. no problem. You're like, whoop. <laughs> I was like, nope. I straight up missed that. And then it makes you feel worse when you watch things like Games Done Quick and you see, like, because all the Mario games, not all of them, but a lot of them get played in those in those um, marathons. And, like, people are so good, like, beating the game in, like, ten minutes, and they're, like, amazing at it. And I'm sitting there, like, struggling, you know, on the struggle bus, as they say, um, try, trying to make it across first gap and just failing and mm. then feeling bad. And I'm like, okay, I'm quitting video games. Yeah, I'm um, done. That's it. I know it wasn't the only time I thought that this week, but <laughs> no, let's get to that. So, I uh, have had a good week. We're in the middle of snownami here right now. Not as bad as Newfoundland snownami, apparently, but enough to be a winter storm warning and be inside and you know go buy a ton of food and everything. Kind of hunker down Stock for the weekend. Yep. Yep. So anyway, um, but I did play some games last week. I did play some Madden. In fact, I played a game tonight online that just infuriated me. You know those <laughs> games where you're just, like, so much better than the person you're playing, but they do one exploitative thing in the game? Yes. I know and, exactly that feeling. And they do that really well, and they beat you because of it? Yep. I scored every time I had the ball, except one time I got hit-sticked and fumbled. That sucks. And I returned a touchdown. I, I recorded the clips, so you have to go look at it. 107 yards for a touchdown. I returned a pick. That's one yard short of being the max. I know. So, well, <laughs> so one, it's 110. One, 109, I guess, is the max. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Okay. Anyway. But, so I played a lot of Madden, and that was fun. I played uh, some FIFA as well. You played one game of FIFA. I did FIFA. play one game of FIFA, and I'm retiring on top. Yeah. I won't and, make excuses like... Uh, he had a much better team, which he did. Um, but we didn't... I didn't lose. We just drew. But the fact that I play that game, like, a lot in my free time, especially when I'm bored and drinking, um, that's my that's my go-to. And Tyler hasn't played in, like, a, you know, a decade. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, that, that almost made me put down the, the controller for good. And sometimes <laughs> Steven so, reminds us how good he is at these games. So. Yeah, I know. He's very humble about it, though. So that's very good. humble. Probably and the most humble. So here's how it came about. See, you are the, you're the most humble person anyone has ever seen. Probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> that sounds uh, like me. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> here's how it came about. Uh, we're playing Madden, and Steven's going on. He's getting just more and more pissed. And he's going on about how I play Madden all the time, and that's why I'm beating him. And if we played FIFA, it'd be the same thing, just the opposite. I'm like, you're fine. Let's go. Let's play FIFA. And I'm just thinking I'm going to take my, my beating and just get it over with and whatever. Well, he's up, um, as they say in the industry, 1-0. Did I score In the first? second half, you did. And I tied it mm. in the second half. And then 
I hit two posts in the last 10 minutes, and you could hear from like 2,000 miles away his sphincter just like tightening up. <laughs> this was two posts got just rung off of. And uh, it ended up, they ended up not going in. We, we drew. It was a 1 1 shootout. But uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun to play FIFA. I'd it not was say something. I'm, what's up? It was something. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna make a habit out of it. You but know, because there's there's all these games. Or, or playing FIFA. Well, because you know, I don't have time to play FIFA. There's all these games coming out soon. No, wait, no, there's not. Yeah, about that. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> no, that you'll later. You'll just play me in Madden a lot. Yeah, we'll play Madden. That'll be fun. Sure. Hey, you beat me at E3, and I you did. made no secret about that. But I was better than you back then, because I played a lot back then. Yeah. I haven't played in a hot minute. Um, okay. I didn't play this, this season very much at all. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I like, I, like I was telling you off air, I feel like Madden is one game that if I actually put some time, like really put time into, I could be pretty competitive at it. But yeah, it's it's just hard to do that, because then I don't get to play anything else. I so. know. Whatever. We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah anything. Anyway. That's that. So, Steven, you got a new toy, though. I did. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Do tell. Yeah, so I went from, you know, quitting video games to buying a $150 controller. Um, $20 off from the $170. Uh, if you haven't guessed, it's the Xbox uh, Series 2 Elite controller. Um, Amazon, like, so I was scrolling Twitter uh, the other day after work. I think it was Wednesday. And Ryan McCaffrey, you know, posts something and was like, hey, the Xbox Elite controller is on sale for $20 off. And I had thought about buying it. I actually thought I was I might get it for Christmas. Um, but I ended up getting new tires instead, which were infinitely more usable. <laughs> like but, not, I needed. but not as fun. Yeah, but not as fun. So I got the Elite controller. Uh, I had some Amazon gift cards. So I, I didn't. I think I paid like 130 bucks for it, which, yeah. I figure since it's going to be backwards compat for the new Xbox, you might as well. Um, I So I played... I did an unboxing. It's patron exclusive right now. Uh, by the time this episode goes up, it'll probably be on YouTube for everybody. Um, so you can watch the unboxing of it if you're interested in seeing what it looks like. Uh, but yeah, I played a couple matches. I actually took it into Smite and just played like against bots um, just so I can see what it's like playing with the paddles instead of the face buttons. And like once I get used to it, I can see it being immensely more helpful for being successful at the game and i i kind of want to um take it into like a call of duty game and i probably will over over the weekend to see what that plays like but i like the paddles in the back however i took them off to play the witcher because if you're not actively using them they do kind of get in the way uh, but they're super easy to remove uh, everything that is removable is easy to remove and that surprised me and i was like cool i don't feel like i have to break something to get it off which always worries me like i don't want to break anything you know but uh, my full review will come in the next couple of weeks. You know, I want some time playing a bunch of different types of games, seeing how how customizable it is. You know, playing with the you know the tightening and loosening of the the thumbsticks, all that fun stuff. But I I messed with the the trigger lock so you can like make it so you have a sh very short pull on the trigger or very long pull. And I don't know the customization is really really cool, um, and I I like it quite a bit. It's a heavy controller, very nice. I can't wait to play more. It's just fun. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. It's a fun new toy. Yeah. The paddles are awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, they got me the Star Wars collection for free. They did. I remember. So, yeah. And uh, 
But no, I'm interested to hear what you think about like the triggers with the the trigger lock, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And especially with shooters, like how big of an advantage that is, that type of thing. So definitely interested to hear that. All right. So thank you for that. I look uh, look forward to hearing more about your experience with that because I want to get it myself. I am going to get it here in the next month or two, but I need a new headset. And Best Buy showed off this um, 27-disc Star Wars box set. That I think I have to have. You have to have it, eh? I'm surprised you haven't bought it already. I know. I thought it's, the it's, moment I sent it to you, you would have pre-ordered it. It's because I, I don't... I love Amazon's way of doing pre-orders where you can pre-order it and then pay it when it ships. I know. Rather or than Walmart, Best Buy's of like, we, all, we want all the money right now. Walmart has when the hell it's coming out. Best but, Buy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, all right. Um, before we jump into news, just a quick reminder. We'd love to have you join our community. And a few different ways to do that, you can head on over to thegaminghub.tv. You'll get all the links to everything there. But you can go to Mixer, um, mixer.com slash the underscore gaming underscore hub and hit follow there. While you're there, spend some sparks. Our, our channel's up and running 24 hours a day with past episodes when we're not streaming gameplay live or doing a live show every Friday. And, you can, you know, like I said, you can spend sparks and you can spend embers if you're so inclined. It helps support us a ton. And uh, helps us do things like travel to E3, which we're going to talk about shortly. Also, we are uh, Twitter at Gaming Hubcast. Again, at Gaming Hubcast on Twitter. We have a Facebook page as well, the Gaming Hub forums there. Uh, please join and uh, take part in the conversation. We would love to have you. So, yes, we right. would. Let's go into news, guys. And there is quite a bit of news There's this week. Stuff. Not all great news, but news nonetheless. Yeah. Stephen, as, as one famous show would call it, a baker's dozen of stories. But, uh, yeah, we have Sony leading off uh, here in what a lot of people are considering a bombshell, but guys, I don't... I was surprised at first, but I don't know if I am. Sony is not attending E3 2020. They are passing up the opportunity to show off that new console to everyone in Los Angeles in early June. And will instead focus on on communicating with their community in a different way by having quote over or having hundreds of events. And just real quick, the quote from Sony is this: After thorough evaluation, Sony Interactive Entertainment has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue. For what we focused on this year, continuing on with the quote, we will build upon our global events strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4 and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans and quote, that comes from an article on uh, Engadget this week. Yeah. So, before... before we, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, before we break down mm. that, ESA did respond. Yep. 
um, with their quote of their or uh, with the response of their own. And their quote is: uh, "E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the people, brands, and innovations redefining entertainment, loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, exhibitor spaces, activations, and programming." That will entertain new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activation is gaining the atten attention of brands that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide. And I think their response to e uh, to Sony is is in that last sentence. Um, yep. It's an opportunity to connect with with video game fans worldwide. That's their yep. shot at um, at Sony. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yep, and I, I would agree. Let, let's let's go into Sony's. Well, just real quick, you know, Microsoft took advantage of the whole thing. Phil Spencer reiterated and confirmed that Xbox will be there. We all knew that. Yeah. They said that last year they were going to be there. So let, let's just get that out of the way. All right. Let's go into Sony's thing first. So Sony's quote. There's a lot to unpack there. And. Yep. So they're, they're talking about how they're changing their entire strategy, but more importantly, they're saying we don't... want the don't, fans there. <laughs> well, what they're really saying is we don't like the direction that E3's gone. And read between the lines there, that means that they don't like the fact that E3's becoming more and more of a fan-centric event and less of sort of the industry Christmas we all kind of knew and loved for a while. So... With E3 talking even more about it be focusing more on like streamers and influencers in the coming years, I I think it's causing brands like Sony to rethink their strategy. Now, it's funny though, because there's been equal pressure put on them by companies like EA and I would argue even Microsoft that wanted to be more fan-centric and they left because it wasn't fan-centric enough. So Let's just stick with the Sony side here. Guys, your thoughts. Graham, I'll go to you first here. Is Sony right to not attend E3 this year? No, they're not right. Yeah. I feel like they, they're doing a disservice to their fans. It's like, okay, you don't have to wait till E3 to announce the console. You can announce it before, but you should still be there. Let people maybe have a hands-on because maybe not everybody's going to make uh, all these other little events that they're going to have all throughout the place. And people know that they're going to be at E3. So I feel like they should be there. Like, they don't have like to have the big spotlight or the big conference or whatever. But they should be there. Let, let the fans play what's coming. And because I feel like other companies, they could just do their own thing too. And they would still be at E3. So I... I'm really surprised, especially like we talked about this like a long time ago that they'll be at this one because this is when the consoles will be announced and coming out. So I, I feel like they are doing a disservice to E3 and like like I said, they don't have to put all their eggs in the E3 basket, but they should be there. So I, okay. yeah, that's my opinion. All right. Um, Steven, your thoughts? Uh, this is, I don't think that they need to be there. Um, they, well, I don't think for their own sake, they need to be there. Yes. It probably, I thought it, I disagreed with you kind of last year, Tyler, when you said it, uh, that you, you thought they should be there. And I, I, I still kind of am on the same thing. I don't think they need to be there. They're, they didn't have anything to show last year. 
And obviously they do this year with the new consoles coming out. However, if they're going, if e, E3's kind of been going fan focused a little bit. Like, I think Sony wants their conference to be for their own fans, like a PSX sort of thing. That being said, they haven't done PSX in a few years. Um, so well, they, they took, well, they, no, they've taken two years off now, haven't they? Yeah. So yeah. they haven't done a PSX. I don't know if it, they're going to bring it back, uh, for, to play around with the new consoles instead of doing a, instead of going to E3. But I, I just, I think that since E3 itself is going fan focused, um, Sony would rather it be their fans rather than any fans that could mm-hmm. spread all sorts of misinformation. Right. You know, because you know there's going to be Xbox fanboys that, like, go to this thing, see Sony's stuff, and then lie out their, you know, butts. Yeah, sure. And, it, it, you know, you can get the reverse of that, too. I, I don't see a problem with them skipping E3. Okay. And it makes sense for them as a company. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, we want them there because we want to see the new stuff. But as a company, it, it makes total sense. To... Hey, everybody. If you're a fan of horror and thrillers like I am, you need to check out Shudder by AMC. AMC Network Shutter is a premium streaming video service. Serving members with the best selection in genre entertainment that covers horror, thrillers, and the supernatural. It has an expanding library of film, TV series, and originals, and is available on most streaming devices in the US, Canada, UK, Ireland, and Germany. So you can stream great thrillers, horror, and supernatural movies and TV shows for just $5.99 a month or $56.99 for the entire year. Shudder is the Netflix of horror and it has the fastest growing human curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. I just watched a movie called Haunt on there yesterday from this past year in 2019. It's an original movie for Shudder and it was fantastic. It's about like this super uh, crazy haunted house type thing that these kids go to. And, you know, as always happens, a bunch of them end up dead and, you know, they try to escape and all that stuff. And it's crazy and, and creepy all at the same time. It's awesome. So check it out. Uh, Shutter features the best movie in One Cut of the Dead and the best horror movie of, of 2019, Tigers Are Not Afraid, according to Rotten Tomatoes. So you'll not only get a big selection of movies to watch, you get some pretty good, high-quality entertainment as well if you like horror, psychological thriller type things. Shutter is for you. And it has a bunch of the super well-known franchises, too. Some of the Halloween movies, my favorite horror franchise. All that stuff is there for you to check out. It's available on most streaming devices, including iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, right on Xbox One for all you gamers out there. Amazon Fire TV, Google, Chromecast, and Android devices, as well as your Roku, if you want to play it on there. And you get unlimited access to stream ad-free on all those devices that I just mentioned. Like I said, it's great. It works great. They have uh, like a streaming TV channel as well as the on-demand. So if you just want to sit back and watch a bunch of movies back-to-back, turn that on. You can do that too. So we want you to try it. I tried it. I love it. It's great. We want you to check it out. So visit Shudder.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and use the promo code HUB to get Shudder free for 30 days. So an entire month free. Just by going shutter.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and use the promo code HUB. Check it out for free. We think you'll love it. If you're a horror fan like me, it's a must for you. Give it a go. And now let's get back to the show. Good. Yeah, so I'm, I, okay, so I said last year that I thought Sony was 
being unfair to their fans and to video game fans by not attending. They are a giant in the industry. They are one of the, you know, temple names in the video game industry that everybody knows. And I just kind of call them out when you say you're for the players, but mm-hmm. then the event that the most players pay attention to and care about, you're just like deuces. I am going to call you out on that. That's an example of being a hypocrite. However, when you look at it from the fan perspective, you're like, yeah, this sucks, man. I, I want them there. I want to go this year and see Sony, what Sony has. I want to get hands-on with the PS5. I absolutely want all that. Um, as a fan, as part of games media, I want that too. However, when you look at this from Sony's point of view, this makes complete and total sense for them. For them. I don't think this would make sense for Microsoft at all. And I don't know that it necessarily makes a ton of sense for Nintendo. Because I don't think they need to. They don't necessarily need to be there. But they don't. It doesn't do them any good to not be there. Um, so. I think. For Sony to get their message out. Around their new console. In its own sort of vacuum. Like when all eyes are on them. And that's the focus. That benefits them. That's good for them. Yeah. By doing this, they're allowing Microsoft to have the same spotlight during E3. Yeah, and I heard that Microsoft said that they're going to be going even bigger with the absence of uh, Sony. Yeah, they said that last year, too. They did, but mm. now they have another full year to prepare. You know what's going bigger? Maybe, like, maybe they won't be at this point. Being back on the show floor during the three days itself. See, I, yeah, I, I would love to see... Because I know the media, right? The media can go over to the Microsoft Theater and go play and touch things or whatever but the fan pass participants i don't think can and i don't know that 100 percent for sure but i'm like 98 percent sure of that so i would like to see microsoft have some sort of presence on the show floor again this year i think that's important for them especially with this new console and they don't have to have like first party stuff they can just have series x's in a booth there playing third party games so people can see how awesome it is, you know? Um, I, that's what I'd like to do. But anyway, back to Sony. So, wait, quickly. Yeah. Do you guys think they'll have 8K TVs or, like, screens with the... So 100%. you can play the Series X on? Yes. That's like, if, 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 if anything's developed for 8K resolution and it's ready to go now, then, yeah, it's, it's going to be there. Because they want it to look as good as possible. Think about when we played Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. All of those were 4K monitors. And they, they were super, like, top, top of the line, too. Yeah. Like, that wasn't any, you know, Black Friday Walmart crap. Oh, yeah, you don't half-ass this, because no. you want people to see the best. And we all walked away saying, like, holy shit, that was amazing, right? Yeah. So, it was, you know, we're going to see best of the best. And, Graham, if they can do it and make it look awesome, like, we could absolutely see Forza 8 on those. Sure. It's it, it's in their best interest to do that. Anyway, Sony. Um... I, I do think that them not being there sort of takes away from the fun of E3 from the standpoint that E3 is like this heavyweight fight between Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo and who wins and blah, 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 right? It takes away from some of the fun of that. But most people, I would argue, have decided who they're going to say is going to win E3 before they even go to the damn thing. Yeah. You know, I would... just, all, all the... The rest of it does is, like, help you figure out how you're going to construct that argument, you know? Yeah. So, um, one last point really quick. Um, I don't blame them for not going. 
because I, again, control your own message, but I think it's getting harder and harder to make fans happy at this event. I think, you know, companies are going huge and fans are still walking away saying, eh, it shows everything. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. So I, I don't blame them. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, people still don't understand that E3 isn't the conferences. It's the convention itself. Yes. So people, you're right. People don't they get unhappy with what we see at the conferences. Um, and we've talked about it before. Fallout 4 is like a big reason that that's happened because that like was announced and came out so soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are getting upset. So they're like, well, why even do it when we can do it in, I bet you they do something in early to mid May and take like two whole weeks of it just being Sony. I think this is a win-win for both Sony and Microsoft. I do too. Uh, because Sony gets their own thing. Mm-hmm. Microsoft gets their own thing at E3. And yes, Nintendo's still there. But I've said it before. Nintendo doesn't compete with either of them. Nintendo beats them at, at everything except for power. People buy their games. They buy their consoles. Now, they complain a lot about certain games. And we'll get to that way later in the show. But yeah. we talked about Pokemon last week. But people still buy Nintendo products. And they're not worried about what Microsoft and Sony are doing. You know, they, they've had some missteps, Wii U, uh, you know, but they, you know, they crushed it with the Switch. It's still selling great and selling a lot of games. So they're, they're not competing mm-hmm. with Microsoft Sony, but Microsoft and Sony get their own time to, to shine. Microsoft gets it at E3, Sony gets it whenever but they're going to do something. You're you're right, but who's to say Microsoft's just going to have it at E3? They're going to have and, it before. And they, yeah, and oh, they yeah. could, yeah, too, yeah. Sure. They will. They I, did, I don't, they, they did it with the... Uh, with uh, Xbox One. Oh, yeah, and I bet they wish they hadn't. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> but... I'm not saying they're not going to show things at, at e- or like in their own thing, for instance, about stuff. I think they're going to show a lot more at E3. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. think Sony's going to show the extra stuff um, in a separate event from when they show the box. Or it could be the same thing. I, but I, I think... imagine... Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm curious if they're going to show the box off in one of those Sony State of Plays. Or if it's going to be a different thing. Well, I want to get to that in a second. So let's just hold that. Table right, well, that for, yeah, for a yeah. second. Okay? But I, for, from the Xbox side of things here, they will probably have an event where they show off the box and the hardware and some of the features of it, and then they'll save the games for E3. And I bet those two things are about three weeks apart. That's my guess. I would guess mid-May we'll see the... Like, in Redmond, on the, on the Microsoft campus, they'll have the huge tent again like they did. Not like the Sony E3 please, tent. Please don't do the that. Different please. One. Well, please. no, they're not going to move them to, like, New York in the middle of it. But, anyway. <laughs> that was so awkward and weird. No, but, yeah. anyway. Um, and, and that would really be sad if that was, like, Sony's swan song at E3. Yeah, I, I just don't see them like, coming back unless ESA fixes... It's like the heavyweight fighter going out just getting wrecked in the ring, you know? Yeah. You don't want that, man. Like, you, you'd hate it if Muhammad Ali had gone out just getting whipped by, like, Glass Joe. You know, nobody wants that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, they'll, they'll, Microsoft will have an event, I, I would guess, in May. So anyway, rumors, guys. Grandma, what's your take on this first rumor that on February 15th, Sony is going to hold an event in New York City in Times Square, which you will be attending. <laughs> yes. And and that's where they're going to unveil it all. Now, people are saying this because they're holding this month-long thing in Times Square, right? Sort of a celebration of PlayStation. Yeah. And 
And it's not like a super event thing. It's like where you can walk up and kind of experience some stuff, right? Yeah. So, but the, the thought is that last, in 2013, they held the original reveal event in February. And so kind of holding with that pattern. Yeah. Now, we, we saw this in an article that had a bunch of rumors surrounding PlayStation, including one that the box was going to be out in October. So, before we get to that, Graham, your thoughts on this Times Square thing? Is it, do you think they have the event in February, or do you think it's later? Well, it makes sense that they were going to have it in February, because why would you have this month-long huge thing, mm-hmm. and you're not going to, like... Like, uh, disclose the new box that's coming out later in this year. And, like, we don't even know exactly when it's coming. Like, we're speculating. Like, there's even rumors of October, like you said. So, like, that gives them lots of time to breathe after console's been announced. And these companies, like, they usually stick with their... How they did it previously. Like, they usually don't switch it up too much. Consoles are usually released around the same time. They don't stray too far off their path. Except for Nintendo, but yeah. Well, yeah. Nintendo's an exception, because they're amazing. Yeah, no. they can do what um, they want, and they'll be successful. <laughs> but yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Maybe it's not, because there's lots of times we thought we've had Sony penned for what they're going to do, and then they completely change it up. Mm-hmm. But I think, yep, next month we're going to get a re- reveal. Especially because the Xbox Series X has been out there for a while now, and... They probably want to like get some of their time in the spotlight. Do you, that's a good I question. Think, so you can go to you here. Do you think that puts extra pressure on them to do something sooner? Yeah, but I bet you they were probably thinking of doing something around then. Either mm-hmm. either way, show the box off a little bit in February, and then in May, um, like before E three, show everything else. Yeah. It's funny. Um, someone in the Beyond group, one of the admins, uh, made like a super awesome looking like PS five design, like what they thought it might look like in dreams um mm-hmm. and it's been spread around to like every site uh about you know this is what it, it looks like it's all clickbait because it was made in dreams oh, totally, so yeah. if you see it it was made in dreams credit to dan cool in the podcast beyond facebook group he he does some great like photoshop stuff like that um but it, like <laughs> Uh, so I just wanted to throw that one out there. But, yeah, I do think we'll, we'll see the box sooner or later. I agree with Graham. Probably February. I, it makes sense, wrap, like, have that month-long thing, basically about about a month, and then go right into the, uh, like, a state of play type of thing or maybe a different yeah. event. But it's the same same form. And I agree. I think I think we'll get something like that, And but it's not going to be a huge, like, auditorium thing. It's going to be, here's the box. You know, that type of thing. And because they've, they've let out a lot of the specs already. I think we'll get more specs information in February. But then I would bet they have a much bigger event in May where they essentially do what would have been their E3 briefing. Showing off the PlayStation 5, the games, and what the launch lineup road looks like for them. Not just for the first six months, but the first year to 18 months. Yeah. So I would guess that May is when we'll really get all the stuff. What I worry about is that fans are going to get so hyped up and then they're going to get just a little bit of information in February and then they're going to be ticked off. Oh, yeah. Well, it wouldn't, you know, video game fans being mad at something is nothing new. No, not really. Just but, find something yeah. new every week. Yeah. Um, so. But I just, like, 
uh, what's tangent here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about it with with Nintendo releasing the Switch in in the spring. Like, does that make more sense than releasing it in the fall? Because it oh. gives time for bugs to be worked out for mm-hmm. like the holiday season, and you can sell it for like a little bit cheaper and make a you know a boatload of cash. There's nothing out like. There's a couple launch titles, but the launch windows tend to be pretty dead anyways. Mm-hmm. So, at least they have been recently. Like, I was just wondering if, if that would make more sense. And do, could you see Microsoft or, or Sony doing this eventually? Or you think because ho- holiday is tradition to release it in November? I, personally, if I had my way, I'd like to see these consoles get released in October, early October. That... I hate being forced to decide whether to buy a game or wait. And I know with Xbox, we're not going to have to do that, right? Yeah. But I, I hated that back in 2013. It's like, do you get it for 360 or do you wait? You know? I hated having to make that call. So I, I would like to see them release in the early part of the fall window. I think because of financial years and stuff like that, you want fourth quarter to be really strong normally, the holiday window. So that's why they're put out then. And, you know, that, that has a ton to do with that. But, I mean, you know, companies like Nintendo don't care. They just put it out in the spring and it did super well. I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit different animal, though, because all the top-selling console games, for the most part, come out in the fall. I don't know. I don't know if it would make sense for those two to do it in the spring. Maybe. Yeah, but if you put the console out in the spring and then you get all the... Because they're launch window titles in the sure. fall, then you right. get them on the new console and you... Another reason to buy. I mean, I don't know. I just to me makes more sense, and I just don't. Un- I mean, I understand why, and I think it's silly, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just was wondering. Mm-hmm. For sure. Back to sk- Sony skipping E3. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's a good thing that it's not releasing this spring, and that Series X is not releasing this spring because guys, there wouldn't be much to play on it. That's true. And there were delays and delays and delays everywhere this week. Yep. Let's talk about them. So starting with Square Enix, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Avengers both got delayed. Final Fantasy VII delayed by about a month. Yep. uh, To a little more, about five weeks, to April 10th from March 3rd. And Avengers delayed into September from its originally planned May release window. So... I know we talked about this at length off air and you know, we have different ideas about this. I'll just say first, I think Avengers got delayed as more of a reaction to um, final fantasy. That's my opinion. I I think I'm sure there's stuff to work on in the game. Absolutely. But if you're going to move it out of that window and not make, make them not compete with each other, you're, you know, you're better off just moving it into the fall. So guys, your thoughts, Steven, I know you're, the biggest Final Fantasy person, are you disappointed? You know, is it one of those things where you're like, God, I wanted this, or are you just cool with them taking the time? Well, I did want this, um, and it, it sucks because March was already kind of barren. Um, like, this January and February yeah. had nothing. Uh, yeah. March has a couple things, but Final Fantasy VII goes out of it, and I was a little sad until one day later, um, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in, like, 20 seconds. I think most of you have been aware that 
but some of you might not. But yeah, Final Fantasy VII got delayed into what is now not that busy of a week. Uh, well, there's one thing coming out before, but... Yep. So, it, it, you know, it sucks, cause it's, but it's only one month, and if they improve the game a little bit, you know, whatever. I want to see it good, because I, I never actually played Final Fantasy VII. Well, like, I started a little bit, played maybe an hour of it. I actually really liked it, even though it was, you know, all blocky and, and standard so, definition and stuff. So I, um, I got I to gotta cut it on here, chat. <laughs> the except rejected to say, co-worker <laughs> said the April release of uh, a game we're going to talk about in a second was the only thing he looked forward to in his life. And then he got to break the news to him. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, That's not nice. That is mean. Um, we don't stand for that here, even though we all laugh. Somebody has to break the news. Come on. I know. So I'll break the news here. You know, it's better It's better to be honest with someone than to, to lead them on. You know, I, no, just, I, I feel that way. As, as someone who, who had to practice um, tactfulness this week yeah. um, and had some struggles, uh, yeah, you got to do it with some tack. Just uh, this week you had struggles. Just yeah. this week, yeah. Normally yeah. I'm, I'm a very humble, very very uh-huh. caring individual yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah. no, Final Fantasy VII got delayed into what was a busy like month for one whole day, and then it turned into, well, mm. Doom's still there. Or, sorry, Resident Evil 3 is still there. But Cyberpunk 2077 is not. Cyberpunk is delayed until September 17th. Yeah. So let me, real quick, and then Graham, I want to go to you because I, I know we, we haven't heard from you on the on the delays yet. But I want delays. to read the release from Cyberpunk first. It is the most yellow thing I've ever seen. I know. It's hard to read as I'm it colorblind. Is. Whenever they do that stuff. At least it's not black on red. I would be, I, that would make it impossible to read. It's, it's so, it hurts my bit. eyes right now. It's so yellow. But anyway... We have important news regarding Cyberpunk 2077's release date we'd like to share with you today. At that point, just close it because you know you're about to be super disappointed. Yeah. So, Cyberpunk 2077 won't make the April release window and we're moving the launch date to September 17th, 2020. We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Those two don't make sense together. But Night City is massive. Full of stories, content, and places to visit, but due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect. Expect more regular updates on progress as we get closer to the new release date. And finally, we're really looking forward to seeing you in Night City. Thank you for your ongoing support from... um, Martin, is it Martin Iwinski? Yeah. Um, the co-founder of C uh, Project Red and then Adam Badowski, the head of the studio. So, that undoubtedly was worked on for a long time. It is well said, but it's still, I, I, it's disappointing, but at the same time, you just want them to get it right, don't you? Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, like, was heartbroken for um, about five minutes and then mm-hmm. i was like eh, you know it gives me time to beat the witcher 3 i can now play final fantasy 7 remake you know in april and the game sh- will be hopefully great when it when it comes in yeah. um a- uh, september so graham the which of these are you most heartbroken over you know the... well there is one more delay well oh yeah iron man vr yes iron man vr was delayed till may 15th yeah so, so... Oh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, we saved the biggest one for last, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
On to Final Fantasy, Avengers, and Cyberpunk. Which one are you most disappointed about? Oh, hands down, Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. But, like, my disappointment doesn't last long because I understand the reasoning and I would rather them take extra time to put out a better yeah. product. Um, they said it's going to be perfect, which, like, that's, that's huge. Perfect. That's a pretty bold statement. But if that's what they need to make it perfect, then go ahead. Uh, the Avengers one, I'm not... Didn't come as big as a surprise. If if it's not for the strategy of, like, uh, spacing them out, because mm -hmm. when we saw it at E3, there's a lot of people that were, like, bashing on the graphics and said it looked right. like an older game. So I don't but, know if that's the reason. Well, Graham, to be fair to them, though, since then, like at PAX and et cetera, throughout the fall last year, the, the game showed really, really well. Yeah. So I think they took some of the feedback they got at E3 to heart, and, and the game was improved in that time frame. So. Yeah. Well, they still might need more time, right? They we're, might have. We're, sure. We're thinking that this is because of Final Fantasy, and they tried to like, space it. But not quite sure. Uh, but like I said, it doesn't really affect me that much. There's so much out there, and it's not like I'm waiting on this game to come out before I can play anything. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's fine. Take the time. And yes, it seems like everything is getting delayed these days. So okay. anytime something gets delayed, it's not a big surprise. All right. That's, uh, that's fair. So I'm I'm totally happy with them taking their time on all of these. Yeah. Just get them right. It, it is going to really clog up this holiday season. It really is. And now, Steve and I won't be surprised at all to see some games move out of the holiday. You think? Cause... I, I do into early next year because no. then they get they get the benefit of two things: one, being kind of on their own and two being one of the first titles for the after the new consoles are out you know there's there's a couple benefits there yeah um i don't know it cyberpunk's coming out so early in in september that like all the games that normally come in october and november should be fine it's possible nothing but... really comes out in september I mean, nothing really even comes out until like mid-october mm. not thing... nothing obviously but like it's not that much until October. October and November are the two cl like well, clogged so sections. September is your sports month, and it's okay. Often... But those aren't competing with Cyberpunk. No, I, I get that, but you know, you also usually see a game release in September that is really strong, like Control. You know, something like that. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I I do think it might impact it a little bit. So yeah. But, it's I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm okay with all of these. I'd say Final Fantasy VII was the bigger deal until Cyberpunk a day later. Uh, we can all direct our comments at Jason Schreier. It's all his fault, um, or it's Devolver Digital's fault. They said if they didn't get two million followers on Twitter, they were canceling Cyberpunk. They said it. <laughs> we didn't listen. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it, it's what it is. You'll you'll mm -hmm. live. You'll survive. You'll manage. And then when yeah, the game well. comes out and plays well, you'll forget that it got delayed because it always happens that way. Yeah, we'll all make it. We'll be fine. So, okay. Let's talk the Assassin's Creed news that wasn't. Real quick. So, we've heard for quite some time that Assassin's Creed Ragnarok is on the way. We got more rumors everywhere this week that um, 
again, it was going to be Vikings themed, which sounds freaking awesome, guys. I, I don't know about you, but I think that sounds amazing. And was rumored to combine both older and newer combat from uh, the series. And, you know, I... And then it all got debunked, so we don't, we're back to square one and we have no idea what's happening. But I think we've heard about this enough times to know that it's probably a thing. Don't you agree? Yeah. The setting kind of makes sense. It's one they haven't done. Um, it's it's in that time period where they like to, to make their games. Like, Origins is the only one that went way, 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 way back. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them kind of... Well, actually, Odyssey, I guess, okay. Odyssey yeah. was back, too. But before that, all the games were around that, like renaissance era and 1400s like the first game might have been a little earlier but all in that general time period so yeah i would love to see it but you know they got debunked but who knows i think the the guy that debunked it said that they were right about the combat it's kind of you know gonna combine the newer games with the older games which i love because i'd prefer that i prefer the newer games um, Tyler, I know you preferred the... Or, sorry, I preferred the older. Tyler, you preferred the newer. I do, yeah. And Graham preferred Black Flag. So, yes, Vikings means more ships, so that should make you happy, Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah, um, I don't know. I am a fan... You know what I'm a big fan of is the fact that people are excited about this series again. And the fact that these rumors get people talking... Because we were at a point where people were like, oh, another Assassin's Creed game, yay. And now it's, you know, they, they've changed the strategy around how they release these games and develop these games. And not only are the games better and deeper, I think, but it is a, a strategy that gets people excited a little more because you're not seeing it every year. I don't know about you guys. I, I, I think the, I don't know if this game was, this series was right for the yearly releases. Um, it was at first, kind of. I, like someone said in chat, AC2 is the best old game. And that they're correct. Assassin's Creed 2 is the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one, which was Brotherhood, was still pretty good. And then Revelations. I know those were the two games. I don't remember the order. Um, but the second one was, was not as good, but still pretty good. The third one had its had its flaws. And then it kind of went downhill a little bit um, for a time. And then Black Unity. Flag changed enough to like make it enjoyable. And then it kind of went downhill again. And then taking time off helped. Um, Origins and Odyssey were really good. But I agree with the other person who said in chat that the map's too big. Um, yeah. it, it, it is, like, Odyssey is an extremely long game. Yeah, it is. Um, but they definitely changed, like someone just said in chat, it changed what Assassin's Creed is. And I hope they go oh, back sure. to the Assassin stuff. I loved mm-hmm. jumping off buildings and stabbing people in the throat and then running away. See, and I really love the new game. So if they can find a balance between the two and make everybody happy, super. I'm all for that. Yeah. So anyway, um, anything, Grandma, on Assassin's Creed, or you just want more Black Flag, right? Yeah, I'd like to see Black Flag too. I I know Odyssey; those games were great. I I played a little bit of it, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and i was like really blown away and impressed by how, how great it was but it'd be nice let's go to like a black flag too and then come back to the origin style or maybe combine the two but yeah so, i can be a little bit selfish and say i would like black flag too graham was it the ship's piece of it or the pirates piece of it that you loved I it's was the, the shanty piece of it i really right? enjoyed the ship battles okay um 
And it was kind of like a newer thing, and they didn't quite have it completely worked out, so I would like to see them with a second iteration see how much they improve it and how much better they can make it. But you could probably get some of that with Viking stuff, right? Theoretically. Theoretically, yes. Plus the Viking raids on like the European mainland. And, and I like how they sung uh, What Do You Do With a Drunken Sailor. That was like, sure. one of my favorites. All right. Oh, it's a great one. Yeah, But there's like, other good ones in there, too. Yeah, yeah. like basically like, you, think... would, you would collect notes and you would get yeah. a full song and then they would sing the song that you collected all the notes for. I think Sea of Thieves could have done some more shanties. And Skull and Bones, which we haven't heard of in forever oh, and we don't know. know if that's coming and we really, 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 Nothing like shanties. Correct. Correct. So, all right. Well, we are starting a new segment this week, everybody. And because there are news stories that are news stories, and they're, they matter and they're important, but they don't necessarily require a deep dive into discussion. It's not normally, they're not a discussion topic per se, but they still are worth mentioning. And we just don't want them to get lost in the in us babbling on about stuff forever. So we kind of want to give them their own space. So we're creating a new segment called Quick Time Events, which are just news stories that are just that, just news stories and kind of FYIs for you. Steven, you want to take it away? Yeah. All right, so the first thing which should make Tyler happy is Bioshock got a rating for the Switch, so we might see an announcement um, on that soon. It's not official, but it got a rating, so it could be coming. Um, In other news, Water is Wet. Uh, God of War sequel likely in the works due to some motion capture teasing. Um, Previously, they had some job descriptions uh, where they needed, like, knowledge on the previous game, so we're getting a sequel eventually, probably, duh. Um, in kind of big news, Ninja uh, is getting a Fortnite skin, which made all of us go, finally, um, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and finally, uh, Byleth from uh, the Fire Emblem Three Houses game uh, is the newest character joining the Smash Bros. lineup to the annoyance of quite a few Smash fans, um, where I saw a lot of people go, another Fire Emblem character? They're all the same. Um, so that's happening, but they also announced that six new fighters were on the way, but it's going to be a new, uh, DLC pack you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. So bittersweet joy for those that were upset with this. I don't know. Smash has like 900 characters though. So I don't know why you guys are complaining, but yeah. a new Fire Emblem character that might make some people happy. There you go. So the, the ninja thing, just real quick, I, you know, just kind of congrats to him and, and good on Epic, I think. He's been an ambassador of that game for a long time. And obviously he's benefited from that, right? It's not all charity. He has become really a recognizable name outside of the realm of gaming even because of it. And it all changed that night that he streamed with Drake. Like, he was big before that, right? He was Twitch big, but not huge. You know what I mean? And when that happened, it's like he became a name that everybody knew and he just took off from there and now he's on like commercials and he is now a face of the xbox brand and i don't care what anybody says that's what i guarantee that's what's going to be as as that unfolds and you know good for him 
I'm glad to see him get recognized for the, the partnership, so to speak, that he's had with that game. Right? Yeah. All right. So let us move into our fan questions, Stephen. Yes. What do we have? Let's do that. Well, we have a few. Um, some of them are definitely related to topics we, we talked about, um, so we'll get there in a second. But first question from Xbox Toss says, do you guys think that the PS5 will release PS4 games on the console, or do you think PS4 games will get patched, much like mid-generation upgrades of the PS4 Pro? Hmm. That's a... So, I, would, I would not be surprised if we see remastered again. Yeah, games. it's a money thing. Like mm-hmm. That is something that we will always see, and it's not going to go away. Might might drive us crazy, and we're saying they're being greedy, but in a business sense, it just makes sense, so they're going to do it. Well, Graham, one other point there. I think it's also the fact that early in launch you know, life cycles, there, there just aren't a lot of releases yeah, a right. lot of times. So this gives other things that they can say are coming. And yeah, it's a little bit of a cop out, but you know, whatever. And again, it gets people excited about it. So, you know, nobody's making anybody buy it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think this, maybe I have a little too much faith, but this could be the generation where people say no and stop buying them. I yeah. think part of the reason we saw it so much this generation is um, that, uh, sorry, the reason we saw it so much this generation was that there wasn't a lot of new games that came out. So they started remastering old games while they waited and waited. And I, it's possible we see that again. Uh, the way Xbox is going, and I think we'll talk more about this um, next week, is that you won't need the remaster so much because of backwards compatibility. Uh, I am curious if Sony will copy that. I think they might. It makes business sense um, to do, but we shall see. Uh, go, go, ahead, go ahead and ask the next question. So Okay. Um, Spenis says, when you guys get frustrated with the part in the game, do you take time away from it or try to push through and complete it? Okay, so... The best thing for me to do is to just take time away from, because I've been that stubborn one where I'm like, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, or, or it's like a puzzle you got to figure out, and you just bash your head and try to figure it out, and you can't, and then you come back after, I don't know, a few hours or next day, and then you beat it right away, or the first turn, like bosses, but I, I'm pretty stubborn. Like I will spend countless hours or attempts to get through something and yeah like i don't know i'm thinking of god of war one where you're climbing out of hell and you got the spinning blades you got to climb up like i don't know if i powered through that one or i came back but yeah sometimes you just have to come back and it, it just blows your mind how simple it was like you figured out the puzzle or you could beat that boss so, yeah, I'm kind of both ways. I'm very stubborn, and I will keep at it. But sometimes you just got to walk away. So, Stephen, can I go next? Yeah. Okay. This is a really fitting question for me right now. Because one of the games that I've been the most excited for in years, I stopped because of exactly what this question is. <laughs> and I am at this point in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order where I just 
can't figure out what the hell to do. And I'm sure it's easy and I'm sure it's whatever, but I, I can't. I've tried going all these different ways, every way I can think of going. And I just keep ending up back at the same spot. And it's frustrating as all hell. And I literally walked away from the game. You know what you should do? I know I should watch like a walkthrough or something. Or stream it so anyone that's playing could like be like, hey, go there. Yeah, but then I'm going to feel dumb because it's going to be something stupid. I'd rather well, just probably you ridicule me for five minutes, which <laughs> happens every day anyway. Okay, but... record the gameplay of it and send it to me and then I'll tell okay. you, you know, hey, you're being a dum-dum. Right? Go this way. Yeah, just see those stairs to your left, idiot. <laughs> what are you blind? <laughs> it's probably something like that. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, I've done it before. It's, this isn't the first time either. Yeah, I think um, I'm with you guys. I get I try to push through it and get super pissed off, and then like put it down. And then it's so much worse when you like come back to it the next day and you beat it first try. It happens with bosses all the time. I do it. All you really the time. should just. Huh? I do that all the time, though. Like, I'll, no, I'll you... get stuck on something, and then I'll go back in the first attempt the next day. Boom, oh, yeah. Done. Everyone. Because you calm down, yeah, and, yeah, like, sure. you, you start thinking, like, rationally. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, maybe don't, you know, dive into the sword that's coming down <laughs> and dive away from it. Um, that's that's a Dark Souls or Bloodborne or any of those types of game reference. Because yeah. that's the one that people tend to do that stuff in. Um, me included. Yeah. Uh, the worst, for sure, though, was Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, in before the remaster, when you couldn't skip cutscenes, going into the Riku uh, fight, the second one, um, anyone that has played the game will know exactly which one I'm talking about. The cutscene's like 15 minutes. You can't skip it. That fight's hard as hell, and it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world, and it's, it, it's what kept me from beating the game the first time. Um, so sometimes it doesn't, you know, doesn't work putting it down and coming back, but yeah. No, it doesn't I try to. Right. I try to take time away from it because that seems to work the best, but no. Yeah. I need to go back and revisit it. Like, there's two games from this fall, actually three, that I still really want to finish. So, yeah. I see what you got from All right. What else we got? Graham, did you answer? He yeah, did because I, yeah, I had to yeah, get I, I was yeah. the first one to answer. I had to walk. I, I, was, I was a bad post and walked away. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure, oh, we got I'm one sure your answer was great, Graham. It, it was yeah. amazing. It was. It was the best we, answer anybody's ever given. We got one in Mixer. So yeah. he said, uh, from Accepted Rejected, said, Hey, did you guys hear of a possible Mass Effect trilogy remaster? It was a rumor based off a tweet from mm-hmm. Bioware. And, like, I'm going to add on to that. Like, mm-hmm. would you guys buy it and want to see it? Graham, you uh, go first. I would absolutely buy it and love to see it. And I think if it does come, it will be on the Nintendo Switch as... I have predicted before, but I've been wrong. Um, but I think if they will release a trilogy, it will be for all consoles, and that will make a lot of people very happy, including me. Uh, would I get it on the Switch? Maybe, because I tend to buy things on Switch just for liking it, but I think I would prefer it on the One X. I much prefer 4K. I would buy it as yeah. well, but I'd buy it on the Xbox. Yeah, that's what um, I, I Mass Effect 2 is one of... My favorite games ever, and it's one game that like, it's it's in a in a setting that I don't always love, which is the sci-fi fantasy. But I'd love to play Mass Effect Three. Um, I never actually got around to it, or it never hooked me. Um, and go back and play one. Hopefully they fix the stupid elevator cutscenes because it would it would make it you know much easier to finish. But yes, I would buy it, and I'd buy it yeah. on the Xbox. Okay, I would buy it as well. I have 
I've never played Mass Effect 1, 2, or 3. That's so crazy to me because I know you like the science fiction yeah, stuff. I, do. I think you would really enjoy it. Cause I you think got you would too. All See, I... the alien species and their planets and the whole mm-hmm. backstory and yep. super cool. I agree with you. I think at the time the first game came out, that probably wasn't going to be the case for me. Just probably. with what I liked at the time. So I didn't. And now I bet if I went back to it and it was remastered and it looked great, I bet I'm all in. Oh, so yeah, I would yeah. love to see this. I don't know and if it makes I can sense going back and having it look like it's 15 years old. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. yeah. And I think they kind of updated a little bit. Mm. I think they're... Well, Xbox I remember the micromanaging Xbox. of inventory of Mass Effect 1 was horrendous. Yeah. I, I would prefer like a remaster. Oh, I would yeah. love that. And Bioware... Bioware needs some goodwill. So this makes they sense. Do. But we'll see if they actually do it. Oh, um, God. Wouldn't it be disastrous yeah. if they messed this up? Yeah, if it was like a Master Chief the... Collection launch type of thing. Ugh. I think all the good developers oh. from Bioware might have left, and that's sad. It is I don't sad. know if that's true, so. but... But that ends up happening, though. It always happens yeah. with good studios because they all get to go be lead somewhere else, you know? I know. So, I know. So, good for them. All right. But anyway, yeah. continue on. Uh, Piracy says, have you lost respect for Sony after they refused to attend E3 for a second year in a row? No, I never lose respect for anyone who does what's truly best for them and their own fan base, ultimately. So. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I didn't lose respect for that. It's their decision. Maybe it's the wrong decision, mm-hmm. but only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Sony didn't do what's best for them at the expense of anyone, except the people who just want the whole console war who wins type of thing. Yes. So. F- fanboys. Yep. Um... KC asks, shouldn't they just abandon E3 without the biggest and best companies showing up anymore? All right, KC, I I love you. You are in chat right now. Um, Come on. (laughs) As they would say on ESPN football, come on, man. man. (laughs) Okay, one company left. Is it the biggest and best? No. (laughs) Is it a big one? Absolutely. But I can tell you, if, you know, the Patriots left the NFL... Um, they wouldn't shut down the league the next year. If the Astros <laughs> fired everyone, they wouldn't. Oh wait, that happened. Yeah, it's possible that they yeah. leave the league. You know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, I. It's still a great event, man. I can't stress enough how much fun it was, just being on the show floor and experiencing all those things. And guess where Sony was? Nowhere. Yeah. So it was still just a great time, and everybody had just ear-to-ear smiles and was so, like, happy. I still remember, I would probably never forget, forget, Graham, you looked like a 10-year-old kid walking in and seeing Nintendo. It's true. So, yeah, it's, you know, stuff like that. Like, people think it's such a big deal, but once you're there, man, it's just a great time, and it's awesome. And he kind of answered Tony's question on the tactics on. He said, do you think E3 is dying? Um, No. And I think you said they. I think it's like, changing. It's changing. I don't think it's dying. If we lose a couple more big companies, it'll change for. It'll be way different, but I don't think it will ever die. Mm-hmm. But it might die in its current form. So there's that. So yeah, but I, they shouldn't abandon it. I, 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 I really, I, I'll say this at the risk of you know, taking off fanboys, but. I don't want it to turn into fan event of all, you know, streamers and influencers and stuff. Not everything needs to be centered around fans. I just don't think it does. 
I, and I think it's okay. I don't think that's saying that fans don't matter. But because we have PAX, we have Gamescom that are huge fan events. And Dwarf E3 in, in attendance. Yeah. So, I don't know. There probably should be an industry-only mm-hmm. thing. Kind of like CES. You know, CES isn't exactly a fan event. Because, yeah, not every game is truly ready to show off to the public. Okay, Because they don't always understand. And now they're all terrified to show them. I know, and that sucks. Because, like, when when I saw Cyberpunk in, 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 like, closed doors... We couldn't record anything because, you know, not everything was perfect. Like, I understood there was going to be some mm-hmm. minor, like, glitches. But when fans see that, they think the world is on fire and, like, yes. you know, the end is near and the game's going to... And there's YouTube videos reviewing yes. it already. And come on. Yeah, that's that's why they're scared. And that's why it sucks because that's why Sony's not going. It's because of that stuff. Yeah. Because they made it a fan event. And it's just, mm-hmm. why, why would Sony deal with that? Yep. And it sucks. And, you know, it is what it is. Like... Try to understand that not every game is going to look perfect until it's complete. And not even yeah. after it's complete, no, no game is going to be perfect. But games aren't going to look complete until they're complete. And sometimes that doesn't happen until, like, three weeks before That release. also applies to alphas and betas, everyone. Just saying. Yes. That's so, why we don't get those very often either. Right. Because people see them as a game demo and not an actual alpha. Yeah. And remember, we talked about wanting more of the... Um, oh, what does Xbox call it? I'm blanking right now. Oh, the preview program. Yes, the yeah, the games that like in beta, yep. and it's weird because on PC, they have this perfectly on Steam, and people mm-hmm. seem to be like understand that these games aren't fully done, and they're not getting a completed product. But I don't know why it come when it comes to consoles, people just think that every game needs to be done. Yeah. Like the, the yeah. preview program could be amazing if people understood that the games aren't done when they go to preview program. I'm starting to think that this next gen is going to be just, you know, like this last gen I thought was more about creating that shared experience when gaming. Um, but I think this next one is going to be, is really going to redefine what console gaming is. And I think it's going to shift it much more to like what PC gaming looks like. That's yeah. just my opinion. So, we'll see. <laughs> Mixer chat is having some fun right now. and I see that. If you're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time. If you haven't, um, ever watched live it is a it, it is enjoyable um, <laughs> mixer.com slash the underscore gaming underscore underscore hub uh, you can watch us live every Friday <laughs> at 6 p.m. Pacific 9 o'clock Eastern um, and have some fun and chat with the with the rest of them uh, good times good times as, as they say uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that's gonna do it for the viewer questions but I have yeah. one question yep. for you that I that happened upon this week um, so as you guys are aware I was playing uh, the Witcher Right, and I am a huge fan of Gwent. I was from the day the game came out. Like I discovered it, and I was like, "Wow, this is fun!" And then I like discovered some strategies on my own, which is always like way more enjoyable. Um, using like decoy spies and um, the medics to pull cards from the ga- graveyard. Uh, I just was playing today. I had like for those that know, I had a- attack rating of like 170. Um, in one thing that was the highest I've ever had. I love that game. Uh, I've played... I didn't like Gwent, the the separate game, but there was a, a game on the store called The Witcher Tales, which used a lot of the same tactics as Gwent. But my question to you guys is, is there any mini games inside games that you guys played 
the crap out of and arguably might have enjoyed more than the game itself. Well, I definitely enjoy did not enjoy it more than the game itself, but like you, it was Gwent. I basically worked to get all the cards that I could get. Um, I know you could get different decks. Yes, so, there's four decks. Yeah, I don't know if I completed all four decks. But, yeah, I remember facing the monster one, and they would have, like, ten of them come out in a row. I'm like, ah. But the thing Scorch. is, you just keep playing it, and eventually it works out that you beat it. Um, so a few times, I most times I could beat them first time, but there was a couple times where it was, like, second or third time. But I eventually beat everyone. Yeah, uh, did, you, really did you ever go uh, enter the tournament? Yes, Steven? I did. Um, yeah. And I regretted it. It was um, you're supposed to do it at a certain level because yeah, I did it too early. Yeah, me too. I didn't have as like I thought I was good at the game, but the cards that you faced were like insane. So oh, yeah. I, this playthrough, I know better now, so I'm going around collecting cards. But whenever I, I play, most people I I kick their butts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm loving loving that game. Tyler, uh, you had one. You told you told us off air. Yeah. So um, in the original Red Dead, back in 2010, the poker in that, I would play. I'd get lost in that for like an hour and a half, two hours. Did you Did you have the suit that allowed you to like hide a card in your sleep? No. Ooh, that was always. I fun. know. I did not have that. Cheaters, and then and then they cheaters. had like the wagon races in there. Remember? Yep. And the horse they have horse races in in uh, um, The Witcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I know. And then the horseshoes. And then the other one I wanted to call it was, it was either Black Ops 1 or 2. There were, like, the arcade machines in the room. Oh. Remember that? I think so. I didn't Like, in the them. menu room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, yeah, you could jump in and play some old arcade games. Oh, I just remember, too, Fallout 4, where you get the the tape, the hollow tapes put in your yeah. Pip-Boy. Yes. And you play mm-hmm. the old school like Atari Donkey games. Kong type game. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Those are super fun. I want to see. Favorite. I want to see a game have ET the game as a mini game within it. Yeah, is That's that what, what you want? want? I do because I've never played it and I want to. Yeah, just because it was that bad. KC in chat said Yakuza has the best mini games, and I've heard that. Um, I haven't played any, but I know they're coming to Xbox. So when they do, I'll try them. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Red Dead, I played Liar's Dice. And that was another one I, I had a blast with because of Pirates of the Caribbean 2. You know, when they play on the boat for, like, the amount of years they're in service? Yep. Um, I was like, wow, that game looks cool. And then I played it, and I was like, wow, I love this game. And then they took it out of Red Dead 2, and I'm like, what the heck? I was annoyed. Graham, did you play Mario Odyssey? Yes. Do you, does it Will it count, like, when you go into the... I forgot like the retro... Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, does that count? Not really, because no? it's a part no, of the level. No, those were part of the game to get the, like... Okay. You ha- yeah. All right. That's not what so, I, I was saying. That, so that was super cool, though. So Canada in the South Park game doesn't count either? No. Okay. Because that would be the all-time winner. No. Caravan in, like, New Vegas counts. Okay. Um, the Grand Theft Auto games had some fun mini-games. I thought 4 had better mini-games. I'm just saying no level in any video game ever has made me laugh harder than Canada in South Park. Yeah, you truth. find a way to slip that in. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, uh, let, let's wrap. Ugh, let's use words first. And then let's wrap up questions. And uh, get out of here for 195. Which, guys, we did with surprising efficiency. 
I know. I thought we were going to be like two hours today. <laughs> I know. So, well done, everyone. But Well done. Yeah. So, we, um, we have time to remind everybody. We'd love to have you join the community. Head on over to thegaminghub.tv. You'll get all the links there to everything. But if you don't want to do that, you can just go on Twitter at uh, GamingHubCast. You can go on to Facebook, the Gaming Hub forums, and uh, request to join there. Head on over to Mixer, mixer.com slash the underscore gaming underscore hub. Hit that follow button, and please uh, stay in the channel. We are uh, up 24 hours a day with previous episodes. You can earn sparks all day long. Leave a window open. Leave it there. Earn sparks, spend sparks. And if you're so inclined to spend embers, that helps us out a ton as well. Finally, patreon.com slash gaming hub. For as little as $2 a month to get bonus content and help support the show the community and help send us to events like E3, which is still alive and well. Yeah. So. And uh, speaking mm-hmm. of patron, um, shout out to all our patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. Um, like I said earlier, the unboxing uh, is up there for you guys. We've had a couple patron episodes um, also up there. And then special thanks to Grant Pfeiffer, Damien Satevsky, Carlos Alv Williams, Casey Wright, and Michael Florian. You guys are at the tier where you get your name shouted out at the end of every show. Um, we appreciate all of you guys. Graham, you still, I just have to say, for everyone to hear, Graham, you had the greatest unboxing video I've ever seen. <laughs> it was something. Um, he doesn't remember. Me, yeah, I don't even no, remember I did, what the I, hell no, you I opened. Remember, I remember. I don't remember what the hell you opened. What was it? Was, was it a Switch, or was it his headset, or was it PSVR? Was it, no, wasn't that uh, God of War uh, PS4 Pro Edition? Might have been. Could've it been was, too. it was, it was. But. <laughs> the angles. Yeah, the angles, Graham. Um, I, I think oh. you had everybody thinking you were going to open something else. Yeah, some of us were getting a little hot <laughs> under the collar, as they said. Everybody thought the barn door was going to open. And, you yeah, know. you know. <laughs> It's all about leaving the suspense there, right? They're like, well, maybe it's going to happen. I better better watch till the end. It so, worked. It worked. I you guess. Got, you, got, you, you know, I guess it did, Graham, because this long uh, on from that, I still laugh about it and think about it. Oh, so. it, yes. I, yeah. Well, um, it, was good. it was good. I thought the funniest part was forgetting the game. <laughs> I didn't even notice that because I just couldn't, like, get over the fact that, you know... <laughs> The camera's pointed right at your crotch the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there, there, there's no, there no editing, so that, that, was, that was about as raw as it gets. Yeah. Well, no editing needs to happen. Raw and uncut. <laughs> anyway, let's. on that note, um, let's get out of here while we are still safe for work. And uh, say thank you, everybody, for joining us for 195. We'll be back next week with 196. I think it's fair to say we're ri- we are officially on the march to 200 at this point. Um, in the final five episodes leading up to it. So thanks, everybody, again. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thank Bye-bye. you, everyone. Take care, everyone. <laughs>